Welcome to the Voice of Choice Conversations podcast series. This is a podcast series about our beautiful, messy, and imperfect transformational journeys, where we grow and expand and stretch through the power of stories and wisdom and experiences. And we explore our gifts and our purpose, our roles and our fears. We also connect to our higher self while unapologetically stepping into our greatness. And we use energy as our currency and clarity as our lens. And we use all of this to change our current reality into our desired reality. So come and dream big as we bust apart fears and grow wings with our sisters. Welcome back to another episode of Voice of Choice Conversations. Today, I am going to share with you some insight um, around transitioning from sheer will to free will. And the timing is great since it's January and a lot of people have embarked on their New Year's resolutions. Um, And I'm going to come at it from that angle. So hopefully this will help to support you if you are one of those people who sets a New Year's resolution each year and finds that they can't stick with it. There's nothing wrong with you. There's a flaw in the system. So my name is Mia and uh, I'm honored to be here. So initially, I was trying to figure out how to talk about the New Year's resolution trap without actually talking about the New Year's resolution trap, um, when the idea to maybe look at the trap from outside the cage came to me. And I got curious about why goals and New Year's resolutions always have to start on January 2nd or on a Monday, which is a trap in itself, because the concept of giving up something or depriving yourself of something pressures people into excessively doing the nasty thing right up until the last minute, which really isn't a very positive way to start the cycle. I also wanted to look at why people keep declaring the same goal but struggle to follow through and also why it seems to be the same 10 goals. And what is the why behind the goal? So I thought we could start by looking at the top 10 um, New Year's resolutions or goals. So the most popular New Year's resolutions are about self-improvement, basically living healthier, 23% of the people, getting happy, 21% of the people, losing weight, 20%, exercising, 7%. Stopping smoking, 5%, reducing drinking, 2%. And the actual order from 1 to 10, number 1 being first, are as follows. So the number 1 New Year's resolution, of course, is lose weight. Number 2, eat healthier or change your diet. Number 3, get fit and exercise more. So those three basically live in the same box together. Number 4, spend more time with family and friends. Number five, take care of my mental health. Six, sort out finances, pay off debts, cut back on spending, etc. The next one is travel more. Then the next one, take up a new hobby, sport, or passion. The next one is be more environmentally friendly. And number 10 is to uh, change careers or look for a new job. So we're going to start by looking at the difference between free will and sheer will. Basically, free will is the freedom to choose alternatives at, at any given time without uh, judgment or moral consequences. And sheer will 
is continuing to try and try and try and try in the face of adversity, which would definitely come in handy if you were stranded on a rocky outcrop in the middle of a snowstorm. So when and why does willpower slowly become willpower? And I'm talking about the goal-oriented willpower, not the stranded on a rocky outcrop in the middle of a snowstorm type of willpower. Willpower is often associated with a belief around not enough, not good enough, deprivation, something's broken or needs to be fixed, lack or scarcity, punishment, it's hard, it's uncomfortable. And when you come at a goal from this way of thinking, the chances of success are going to be limited at best. The willpower over time slowly transmutes into won't power because the foundation of the goal is built on sand. In other words, the why behind the goal has not been established or declared or distinguished. When the goal is created out of a sense of neediness or desperation or the belief that something is either broken or needs to be fixed, then the willpower game becomes the driving force to push this goal into existence. And the problem this, with this way of creating, creating or thinking is that the universe is basically going to push right back with equal amounts of desperate and needy energy. It's Newton's third law of motion states that every force has an equal and opposite reaction. So the energy you are creating around your New Year's resolution or goal is going to be matched and resisted with equal amounts of energy, which is sort of the simple answer to why New Year's resolutions don't work out. The more complex reason lies in uncovering the why beneath the belief of the New Year's resolution. So we're going to look at the most popular New Year's resolution or goal that the entire fitness industry relies on every January. And that is the, I am going to lose those pesky blank number of pounds. And I'm going to get fit and I'm going to throw away my fat clothes and I'm going to return to my 20s physique and divorce my husband and give my children away and marry Adonis and eat grapes on my private yacht named Wishful Thinking. (laughs) Slight exaggeration. So prior to COVID, every fitness center relied heavily on the New Year's resolution memberships to pay their bills for the majority of the year. And I know this to be a fact because I was a gym owner for many years. And guess how long the memberships typically got used before collecting dust? If you guessed four to six weeks, you are correct. So don't get me wrong. There are lots of people who set lofty New Year's resolutions and they succeed and maintain their goal. But they are not the majority. So why does it work for them and not for the majority? Because these individuals have established the deeper why behind the goal. So the changes are being made from an intention instead of from a place of have to or need to or fix it or not good enough or when I achieve blank, then blank will happen. So we're going to look at the whole trap from a different perspective. We're going to look at it from a mindset and intention perspective versus a goals and willpower trap. And we'll start by establishing the difference between an intention and a goal. 
So simply put, an, an, an intention is the framework around the goal. The intention is the big picture and the goal is just an episode or a chapter. An intention can't be measured or qualified or quantified because it's infinite, whereas a goal is 100% based on the destination and it's all about what by when. It is finite. So I've come up with a whole list of characteristics that support mindset and intention and a whole set of characteristics that support goals and willpower. And to share some of them, it goes like this. So mindset and intention. When you come at something with from a mindset and intention perspective, it's infinite. It can't be measured. It's multidimensional and it's always in process. It's like your garden. You're fertilizing it and watering it and changing it and and it's ever-changing. Mindset and intention is a journey that's driven by the soul and it's clear and it's permanent and it's foundational and it has no destination and it's for you and it comes from your values because it's internally driven and it has an attitude of acceptance. It comes from your essence and your being and it's effortless and spontaneous and fluid and allowing. It's forgiving and it's because it's changing directions. It gives energy and it happens now, in the now, not in the past and not in the future. It has an aspect of surrendering and growth and it is driven by no thing. And when we look at it from a goals and willpower perspective, goals and willpower are finite. They're linear. They're time-based. And very often there is a self-sabotage cycle that's built into this linear process. It becomes a prison rather than a garden. And it's all about doing as opposed to being. And it's all about the destination as opposed to the journey. And instead of being driven by soul, it's driven by ego. It's difficult, temporary, fleeting. It has an attitude of I'm never going to get there. I'm not there yet or just about. I'm. It's basically a moving target. There's a lot of thinking involved. There's a lot of power over involved. And generally speaking, it's for external reasons instead of for internal reasons. There's a lot of expectations attached to the end result. It's externally driven. It's survival mechanism driven. It's exhausting and structured and rigid and pushing and criticizing and takes a shit ton of energy. And instead of letting go, there's a strong attachment to the outcome. And there's a lot of resistance. And it's also very past-driven and future-driven. There's a lot of punishment. And um, it's very much driven by action as opposed to um, driven by being. So goals are important. I'm not saying goals are not important. Not at all. What I'm saying is the goal, when, when the goal falls underneath the umbrella of the intention, it changes. I want to share with you quickly a story about a um, a client I had when I was in the fitness industry who came to me and wanted to lose 100 pounds. And I remember this journey with this person so distinctly because every step of the way, it was such a profound lesson for me. She met me um, in a public place in August. 
And I had never met her before. And when she phoned, all I knew is that she wanted to lose 100 pounds in one year. She was 49 years old. She was turning 50 the following August. And she wanted to lose 100 pounds, which is a lofty goal. So I said, okay, well, let's meet and have a conversation and we'll see whether we're a good fit. So we met and I remember her distinctly walking into the office where I was meeting her. And she was obviously a large woman if she had 100 pounds to lose. She was wearing the rattiest, old, threadbare, cotton ginny sweatpants and a massively oversized cotton ginny t-shirt with these little flat runners that had absolutely no support, like little LA gears. I don't know if you remember those, but, and, um, and I remember distinctly, she had the tiniest little watch on her, you know, rather large wrist. And I don't know why that impacted me so much, but I just remember it so distinctly. She sits down and she is lovely. She's such a nice woman. So I ask her, okay, so tell me a little bit about what it is you're wanting to, to do. And she said, okay, well, I, I have set a goal for myself. I want to lose 100 pounds by the time I turn 50. And I turned 50 on August, whatever it was, 17th or 18th. And I said, oh, okay, so you've got one year to lose this weight. She goes, yes, and I'd like to work with you twice a week <clears throat> for the entire year. I'm like, okay, well, that's expensive. I didn't say that. But in my head, I'm going, okay, well, that's, <clears throat> that's a commitment. So I said, okay, well, the first thing that we would need to do um, is have you do a food journal. And I'm going to have you food journal for two weeks so that I can have a look at your nutrition. And we need to start this, this process with your, by looking at your diet. She goes, oh, no, 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 that's okay. I hired a nutritionist two months ago and I've already lost 25 pounds. I want to lose another 100 pounds. I'm like, oh, I'm impressed. This person's like put the horse before the cart. <clears throat> so I said to her, why do you want to lose 100 pounds? And she said, I want to be the best role model I can possibly be for my two teenage kids. I'm a single mom. I'm a single working mom. And I've always put everything and everyone ahead of me. And I want to change the way I treat myself so that I can be the very best role model I can possibly be for my, for my kids. And I was just blown away. In that moment, I knew this woman would succeed because her goal wasn't about being able to fit into a pair of size 10 jeans so that she could meet the love of her life and he would be happy with her weight or, you know, she's going to a a high school reunion and she, whatever. She was coming at it from a place of intention. So just very quickly, we spent a year together and she and her goal of losing a hundred pounds pivoted and moved and the target changed. And it was constantly in process. She started by just walking on the treadmill. And after a couple months, she started jogging on the treadmill. And a couple more months later, she asked, do you think I could run a 5K? Of course you can run a 5K. So we trained for a 5K. And a couple months later, do you think I could do a 10K? Of course you can do a 10K. And we trained for a 10K, which went on to be a half marathon. And when we met one year later, I wanted to take her out for lunch on her birthday. <laughs> and she said to me, okay, that would be wonderful. I'd love that. But I have to get my run in first. So she went for her run. Actually, I think we may have ran together. And 
What I remember distinctly is one year later, this woman walked in with $150 running shoes on, $150 running tights on, you know, a, a running wicking shirt. She had a heart rate monitor on with a big old heart rate monitor watch. She had her running uh, baseball cap on and her Oakley glasses. And I just remember thinking this woman has completely transformed herself and she's done it from a place of intention. So the last little part of that story that I want to share with you was I finally had the nerve to say to her, Tracy, I just have to ask, how does a single mom with two teenage kids afford a nutritionist and a personal trainer for a whole year, not to mention all the things that you enrolled in and you bought along the way to support your goal? And she just kind of... um, blushed and said, oh, I'm a Harlequin romance writer. Isn't that a great story? So she actually moved to the States to write a trilogy and I lost track of her. And I have been trying to find her ever since to let her know that I dedicated the book that I wrote to her. So it, that's my story about intention. So if the intention is the why behind the goal, what does that look like? I decided to just create some really generic intentions around weight loss as examples for you um, so you get a better idea of what I mean. Uh Uh-oh, sneeze coming on. Tracy's intention was to be the best role model she could possibly be for her teenage kids. Everything else about her weight loss fell underneath that intention. So another one might be, my intention is to respect my body in a way I have never respected it before. Now, everything that you do will have will come from a place of respecting your body as opposed to the wave scale. Or my intention is to see what I am capable of when I remove the constraints of time, expectations, and the weigh scale. My intention is to love my body from a place of health, movement, and clarity. My intention is to move, nourish, rest, and respect daily. My intention is to be proud of myself, not my body. So these are all examples of intentions. And then if you create your goals within the framework of the intention, it becomes so effortless. When you eat because you want to respect your body, it's effortless. When you eat because you have to deprive yourself of something, it it takes effort. It takes willpower. So I love to challenge you to make 2022 your breakout year from a place of intention and rather than goals. Um, Yes, set your goals and make them lofty and do it from a place of intention and see how the energy shifts. Notice how the pressure is reduced or released. Explore the many different ways you can bring a goal to life when you do it from a place of intention. And for God's sake, start today or on May 3rd or on a Saturday or on your birthday or on Thursday, June 14th. Don't start it on Monday or on January 2nd because that is a trap. And just remember, this work is all about shifting energy and beliefs so you can create your desired reality. And I'd love to be the one to help you facilitate those permanent lasting changes and lasting changes. So 
as always, you can reach out to me. I would love to work with you. Um, I have so many different options. You can do any of my courses, just video format with no coaching at all. You can do my courses with group coaching, which is a maximum of six women in a pod, which is super cool. You can do any of my courses one-on-one with me, or you can choose to not do a course and just do one-on-one. I also have a lot of free options. So this podcast series is one of them. I would love to have you join me in my closed Facebook group called Voice of Choice Conversations. You can find me there where I do a lot of live teachings as well. So as always, thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, for downloading, for taking the time to expand your way of looking at things, specifically goals and New Year's resolutions in this conversation. And I wish you so much success. I cannot wait to meet you and to connect with you. See you in the next episode.